Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is none like him, none to be compared with him. Hallelujah. His name is holy. His name is holy. He's righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God thanks this morning one more time for all his benefits towards us. Thanking the Lord for leading us so far, for directing us, for his blessings, for touching us. Uh, we're giving God thanks this morning. I take this opportunity one more time just to greet and to welcome everyone in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who have joined us uh, in this Zoom meeting, those who are on YouTube, on Facebook Live, wherever you are this morning, uh, we want to greet you in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The songwriter says, my stubborn will at last hath yielded. I would be thine and thine alone. And this the prior my lips are bringing. Lord, let in me thy will be done. Sweet will of God, still fold me closer. Till I am wholly lost in thee. Sweet will of God. Still fold me closer. Till I am wholly lost in thee. Said I'm tired of sin. Foot sore and weary. The darksome path had dreary grown. But now a light has risen to cheer me. I find in thee, my star, my son. Sweet will of God still folds me closer till I am wholly lost in thee. Sweet will of God. Still fold me closer till I am wholly lost in thee. Sweet will of God, thy precious will, O conquering Savior, doth now embrace and compass me. The storms have seized my peace a river, my soul. A prison bird set free. Sweet will of God still folds me closer till I am wholly lost in thee. Sweet will of God still fold me closer till I, till I, till I Till I am wholly lost in thee, totally surrendered. Hallelujah. 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 Let us pray. My stubborn will, Lord, 
have now healed. Lord God Almighty, to you and to you alone, I will be thine and thine alone. Lord, these are this is the prayer that my lips are bringing. Let in me thy will be done. Let in me your purpose be fulfilled. Let in me, oh God, that you shall see of the travail of your soul and be satisfied. Lord, hallelujah. Not only me, but my brothers and my sisters, your flock. Oh God, hallelujah. Help us to surrender to you. Lord, help us, God, to be aware, to be conscious. Oh, God Almighty, of your will, of that which you have commanded. Oh, Jesus, time is of the essence. Hallelujah. Time is about to expire. Oh, God Almighty, your coming is very near. Lord Jesus, and we want to be ready for your coming. Father, I pray this morning that you will speak to us. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will touch us, speak the very core of our hearts, our consciences. Lord God Almighty, make it alive. Lord Jesus, I look to you this morning. May you, God Almighty, strengthen us. May you, God Almighty, hallelujah, breathe upon us. May you have mercy upon us. May you forgive us, Lord God Almighty. May you turn again, Lord Jesus, and cause your favor. My God Almighty, to shine upon us. Lord Jesus, we're in need of your mercies. We're in need of your touch. Hallelujah. Awake us, God. Awake us from our sleep. Awake us from our slumber. Oh, God Almighty, cause your light to shine upon us. Oh, God Almighty, we look to you one more time. We beseech you, Lord. May you cleanse our heart. Lord Jesus, may you purify our mind and our spirit. Lord God Almighty, our entire being before you. I pray you purge my lips even now. Oh God Almighty, anoint me. Lord God Almighty, as an oracle of thine to speak your word. Lord Jesus. Sit upon us even now, God. Hallelujah. We bless you. We bless you. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name, Lord. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless your holy name. 
We bless your holy name. Righteous is your name. Righteous is your name. Hallelujah. 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 Righteous is your name. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Just wave them in the presence of the Lord, if you may. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord is good. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise his wonderful name. I want to encourage the hearts of the people this morning of God's precious people in the name of the Lord Jesus we're going back to the book of Revelation I want us to understand how near it is that I speak of the coming of the Lord very near very near hallelujah hallelujah the Bible speaks in the book of Revelation chapter 1 John writes to us Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1. He says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. From this we understand the will of God is for his church to know or never to be unaware of what he is doing. The church, the Lord does not keep his church in the dark. He makes us aware of what he is doing. When I say church, I mean those who are in relationship with him. Verse 2 says, Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth And they that hear the words of this prophecy, you're blessed. And keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. If we recall, the Bible tells us about the ministry of Jesus. Bible tells us about the beginning of the gospel. 
Mark chapter 1 reminds us, Mark writes to us, he said, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare he the way of the Lord, make his path straight. The testimony of Jesus. The gospel came with one John. We call him the Baptist, the immersive. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare he the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Bible tells us that after he was put in prison, the Baptist, verse 14 of Mark 1, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God came preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. What was his message? The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent he and believe the gospel. That's the message of Jesus. The nearness of the kingdom, it's coming. And the attitude of those who wants to be a part of the kingdom, he demands repentance and belief in the gospel, in the message of Jesus. John continues in Revelation chapter 1. He says, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from which, from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. He rose triumphantly on the third day. Hallelujah. And the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us. That's the church. Christ who loved the church. And washed us from our sins in his own blood. And had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The church agrees. The church believes. Hallelujah. John says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierce him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Truth is coming. 
said, I am. The Lord is speaking. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, said the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty God. Hallelujah. John said, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos. Physical location. For the word of God. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I'm in the Isle of Patmos for the word of God. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And we understand that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Truth. Hallelujah. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Hallelujah. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to foot, and girt about with the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool. As white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. Thank you Jesus. And his feet like unto fine brass. As if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Holy Shanda. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Truth. And have the keys of hell and of death. All power is given unto him. He said, John, write the things which thou hast seen 
and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. to reveal to John. He said, the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Write to them, John. These are physical churches. And in that time in which John lived, these were churches scattered across Asia. But the Messiah, the one who was yet dead but now alive, the one who is the beginning and the end, Says to John, write to these assemblies, these churches, write. I'm giving you a message for the church. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. As it message to these churches they were physical churches and the message gave us the condition of all these churches it is God's observation commendation and warnings to the various assemblies God's judgment, God's review of the conditions of the assemblies. He said, John, write. Write. Let them understand that there are things that are about to take place. The things that you have seen, the things which are, and of the things which shall be hereafter. Document it in this book. Book of Revelation chapter 3. We look on the message from the Lord to the church called Sardis. It is a church... That's filled with activities. Said unto the angel of the church in Sardis, right? These things said he that had the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works. We should take note, brothers and sisters. That this church was not void of works. The externalities were present. It was a church that careful observation, the Lord.
took notice that there were several activities within this church. God said, I know thy works. I've seen it. I take note of it. These that thou has a name that thou livest. Your works has given you a name that you are alive. But on the careful consideration I recognize you are dead. You are dead because you don't understand or adhere to the testimony of Jesus which is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, you don't understand spiritual truth. You don't. And because of that, you're filled with activities. But there is no inner connection to the source. You are dead. What you have received from the beginning. What Jesus has commanded us to do. You have left it. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Paul writes, he said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. The question is. Do you understand. What that means. You boast. We boast that we have been crucified with Christ. And that we live. We are alive. Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. But the eyes of the Lord carefully examines us. And recognize that Christ is not living in us. We are void. We are empty. We boast that we are alive. But we are dead. 
In the book of Romans chapter 14 and verse 23, the last stanza of that verse, he said, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Activities without faith is sin. Any action of the believer or the Christian man not executed with faith is sin. You have activities. I see you. I take notice. And your activities have given your name. That you are alive. But you are dead. So be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. That are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Once again. This works but it's not perfect. It's not true before God. We must remember the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 20, there's the Lord Jesus look on his disciples and said, for I tell you, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Never enter. Matthew 23 and verse 2 will give us an example of what the righteousness the Pharisees looks like. So the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law. I agree of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you. But don't follow their example. can practice what they teach but don't follow their example for they don't practice what they teach works activities without any connection to the Lord let's read on they crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease a burden. Matthew 23 and verse 5. Everything they do is for a show. Sardis, I'm observing you. On their arms, they wear Extra wide prayer boxes. This was commanded of them. The book of Deuteronomy. With scripture verses inside. And they wear robes with extra long tassels. They have to differentiate them, themselves. From 
what they call ordinary people. They're righteous. Matthew 23 and verse 23. Jesus Christ said, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. Works. But you ignore the more important aspects of the law. You ignore justice. You ignore mercy and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. You're doing the things that others can see. But you fail to do the things that is required of you. Justice, mercy, and faith. Verse 24 says, blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a nut, but you swallow a camel. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and dish. But inside, you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You don't care about people. You think so much about yourself. This is what the Lord is saying. You don't do what is required. He said, you blind Pharisee. First, wash the inside of the cup and the dish. And then the outside will become clean too. He said, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs. Beautiful on the outside. These are sepulchers but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurities. Outwardly, you look righteous, like righteous people. But inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness, not subjected to my will. your actions you have made a name for yourself they say that you're alive but you're filled you're white on the outside but inside we're filled with dead men's bones all sorts of impurity The Lord is saying, 
The church must have activities. The church must have works. But the works of the church is produced by the spirit of the Lord. For it is Christ that works inside of us. And if we are not in relationship with him, we cannot produce anything that will please him. Warns his disciples, Matthew chapter 6. He says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. God detests For then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. That they may be praised by others. They want others to see them. Because they want to, 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 to have a good reputation among men. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward, which is the praises of men. And when you pray, you must be, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Brothers and sisters, from these letters, what we recognize is that God takes note to the very minute detail. Everything he takes note of. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, he said, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit. Between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It's very sharp. When the word is read. When the word is preached. Pricks hard. Peter got up and preached. The day of Pentecost. Men's hearts were pierced. They cried out with Peter. Peter. What shall we do? Peter began to preach the word. I remember. Very long ago, I was in the assembly here at our church here. A 
7971 Kipling Avenue. The Lord reveals something to me and I begin to preach. As I preach the word of God. Just as he gave it to me. By the time service ended. I was in the passage. Heading to the office. One man met me in the passage. Confronted me. He said to me, we know you are powerful, but you don't have to preach so hard. I said, what do you mean? He said, you are like, your words, they are piercing me. You don't have to preach it so powerful. I said, don't you understand, my brother, that the word of God is alive and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit. Between joint and marrow. He said, "He said, I know, but you're digging up some stuff in my life that I don't want to go back to. I said, I can't help you. It's the word of God. Hebrews 4 and verse 13 tells us nothing in all creation is hidden from God. God discerns the reins of a man's heart. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he's the one to whom we are accountable. Having church, we have our activities. Don't you enjoy the prayer meetings? Don't you enjoy the Bible teaching? Don't you enjoy the different areas of ministries? Giving food to the the needy. Doing all these things. But not from faith. Not from a relationship with Christ. Works without a connection. The Lord looks down and said, Oh, my church, I see your activities. But I have something to say about your activities. You don't recognize my observation. You're so engrossed. My God Almighty, consumed by what others say about you. Your reputation that you're alive. But I have something to say. And what I have to say is more important than any man. For I have the keys of death and hell. My kingdom. He said, I I see your activities. What? I recognize that the name that you have is not real. You said you're alive, but you are dead. Oh, my church, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found that works perfect before God. 
God. First Samuel 16 and verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, God observes. Don't judge by his appearance or height in selecting the king. For I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. Praise his wonderful name. You've gotten your name. By what men see. But I don't look on the outward appearance. I saw the Pharisees. I saw the scribes. But I was here among them. I recognize. That everything they do. Is for a show. But I look. On the inside. What I see on the outside. Is like white sepulchers. Beautiful. But something is decaying on the inside. It's dead. First Chronicles 28 and verse 9. He said, and you Solomon, my son, know the God of your father. And serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. These words should allow us to tremble. See, the church is called to carry out the ministry of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus is shown clearly in his compassion for people. Matthew 9 and verse 36 gives us a glimpse. Bible said that when he saw the crowds, Jesus, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. Lord Jesus. Touch our eyes. He saw the crowds. And he was moved with compassion. Because they were confused. And helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. Brothers and sisters, here we understand that the eyes of the Lord is always upon the crowd. And so is it. The church is the body of Christ. Carrying out the ministry of Jesus. The compassion that Jesus had is the compassion that the church needs to have. Not works, 
trying to get a name for ourselves. Not works. Trying to build a reputation amongst men for ourselves. Trying to have our own ministry. Matthew said he looked upon the people. He saw the crowd. And when he recognized how helpless they were. Confused. Not knowing the time. Not understanding the revelation that had come to them. The Bible said that he was moved with compassion. Because he recognized how confused they were. He recognized that they were sheep without a shepherd. Hallelujah. And he was moved with compassion. When he went to the temple, he saw in the midst of the temple, men, my God, tables, activities set up within the temple. My God Almighty, selling merchandise in the people. Oh, God Almighty. And when he recognized what was happening, he did not see any act. Activities of prayer. He did not see justice being met, meted out. He did not see mercy. He did not see faith. What he saw was the works of men. Oh God. And he was moved. He was my God Almighty. The zeal of the Lord had eaten him up. And he overturned the tables. My God Almighty. Scattering those. My God Almighty. That were the money changers, my God Almighty, hallelujah, rebuking them, my God Almighty. I said, My father's house must be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves, robbers, hypocrites. Get out of my father's house. It must be known as a house of prayer. But you have gained a name, my God Almighty, that is not in alignment with my will and my purpose. 